G'day Gamers, that's good work. Chris Fundy here with Fruity as Alex for another edition of the Weekly Wrestling Wrap. Alex, how you going, my friend? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know why I did that. Uh, You're going to see the new scary movie. Is there, <laughs> is there one? No, but there's a new Scream. <laughs> there is, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do want to... I do want to watch that. I haven't seen it yet. I just uh, watched. I just watched the new Halloween, the one that came out last year. It was okay. I, I love slashes. Anyway, wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we talk? I don't know. Whatever today's day is. Uh, WWE. <sighs> okay. Sure. <laughs> wow. I, I see you've pulled up NXT. Just. Just before we even try, no, yeah. I didn't watch. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, I'm just having a quick look over here. Hey, Baron Corbin's back in NXT and he got a three and a half star match out of Meltzer. And he's the lone wolf again. <laughs> Anyone care? Well, a Everyone I saw on Twitter has been, like, for ages, like, oh, bring back the lone wolf, bring back the lone wolf. Why? That gimmick sucked. Like, it, it wasn't even a gimmick. They just called him a lone wolf, and that was it. Yeah. Even like, though what, he was regularly him, tagging with people on TV. What made him a lone wolf? He was, okay. fucking, he was fucking teaming with Bull Dempsey. <laughs> Oh my god, Bull Dempsey. Um, AJ Styles was more of a lone wolf character in TNA than Baron Corbin in NXT. I love that version of AJ. Okay, uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, oh. what's their name? Uh, it might even be taped for the next week. Um, six additional event 688 hang on was this the week that aired loser leaves nxt so the drad the dyad yeah uh formerly uh the grizzled young veteran yeah i take you on the creed brothers in a loser leaves nxt match and wouldn't you know it the people who want out of their contract to win their match and stay in NXT. Yeah, and the Creed brothers are gone. Um, probably to the main roster at some point. Yeah. Um, have them feud with, like, Gable and shit. Have them join Alpha Academy. Yeah. Um, did you happen to catch this NXT underground thing? No, I heard about it. Um, <coughs> I'll Old Gable Stevenson's there, and yeah, who who gives a fuck? Fair um, enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw like a little clip, and I find it really jarring hearing like wrestling commentators refer to anyone except for Kurt Angle as an Olympic gold medalist. Like, yeah, yeah like I've just been trained in my brain for years that like the only Olympic gold medalist that matters is Kurt Angle. <laughs> Yeah, so, so so hearing anyone else referred to as Olympic gold medalist with the suplex, like, nah, nah, you're not him. 
know, as the kids say. Kurt's still on good terms with WWE, so maybe call Kurt up and see if he'll come in and like be a coach for this dude. AEW would do it if they had him. Oh, fucking oath they would. They would probably do it too much. <laughs> yeah, needs more arm with his Glock. Anyhow, uh, SmackDown, did you have to catch? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did. I did. Um, it was very hot. A very hot crowd. Yeah, uh, opening match of the unified tag titles on the line for Kevin and Sammy against Yes Boys. Pretty deadly. Uh, uh, yeah. I, w- I would have just called an audible and had him win. I mean, what do the tag titles mean at the moment? Not much. Uh, I mean, more than they did like a few years ago, but yeah, not much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, US uh, title contenders match where Austin Fury defeats Ridge Holland. Yep. Uh what else of note on here? Butch Ganger winning a triple threat against LA Knight and Santos Escobar. A women's match that goes eight minutes to a no contest of Oscar versus Charlotte. I mean, wow. What a main event. Yep. Fucking Charlotte. Um, yeah, it was what it was. Okay. Money in the Bank coming to you live from the O2. London. Um, so... Out of this event, there's a load of rumours for WrestleMania 41 to be in London. Any thoughts on that, Alex? And then Triple H in the press conference basically said no. (laughs) (laughs) I I get why. Well, one, because money. Two, the time difference. Yeah. But I could see him maybe doing a rumble. At Wembley? I I think they could do it, but they would have to do it, like, at a different time in the UK. So they might have to do it, like, earlier in the day in the UK. So, like, do it at lunchtime or some shit. Uh, Where's my world clock? As we look at this, uh, Toronto is 10 p.m. now. It's 3am in London. So... 7 hour time difference. Uh, Alexa dropped off there for a moment. Be morning in America? Sorry, could you repeat that? You uh, cut out there for a moment. Uh, if they did it lunchtime in the UK, it would be, what, morning in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if yeah. they did it evening in the UK, it'd be around lunchtime in the States. So it'd be like oh, an afternoon pay-per-view. Exactly. That'd be fine, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, just do it like that then. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Ha- have it be an actual day. Like, mm. like fuck it. We've had to deal with fucking lunchtime pay-per-views for years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. at, at least it won't <clears throat> fall on a fucking Monday for them. Also true. <laughs> yeah, AEW. Fucking collision piece of shit. Fucking Saturday show. Yeah, fucking assholes. Put your collisions on Sundays. Actually. Actually, I like that idea. 
having a TV show on a Sunday. Remember when Heat was important in the 90s? Oh, I'm so pissed they haven't put Heat on binge. Oh, oh I haven't yet? Nah. Nah, I'm so pissed about it. Because, like, a lot of, like, before SmackDown starts up, so, like, 98 and the first half of 99, a lot of the roar is like, oh, here's what happened on Heat. Uh, if you didn't see Heat last night, yeah. like, fuckers, I want to see it. <laughs> I was like, giving I, you I, money. I, I had to... <laughs> I had to go on daily motion to watch Halftime Heat, The Rock versus Mankind. Wait, that's not even on there? No. <laughs> but you know what is on binge Halftime Heat? NXT? The fucking, that NXT one they did a few years ago. Boo. Wait, yeah, who's that, in that one? I remember, like, Velveteen Dreams in it, so it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Kicking things off. Men's Money in the Bank. Butch, LA Knight, Logan Paul, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, Damian Priest, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Hell of a match here going 20 minutes, 27. Uh, any thoughts here, Alex? I really regret not saying last week on the wrap that I thought Damian Priest was a, a good outside chance of winning this. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, because yeah. I was like, oh, if LA Knight or Logan doesn't win, it's probably Priest. But I didn't say that, so there's no proof of me being smart. So, um, yeah, I mean, this was a really good match. Uh, there was a really dumb spot with Ricochet and Logan Paul, and it looked stupid, but whatevs. There was also... The crowd up. Yeah, and then there was, like, Logan Paul gets taken out outside at one point, and he... Did you see the pink bottle of Prime that gets thrown at him? Yeah. <laughs> did you see who did that? No. KSI in the front row threw Prime at Logan Paul. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, fuck it, he was there. Why didn't you do something with him? It's London. They would have gone nuts for KSI. Come on. You have some random in a Prime bottle ringside because everyone thinks that's going to be KSI. And they unmask him, and it's not KSI. And then KSI comes through the crowd. Yeah. To help Logan, because it's basically a no DQ match. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm still happy with the match. Yeah. I think it's an, an odd result. Like, Damien Priest isn't the sort of guy who needs it. But, I mean, I'm interested to see what they do with him. People seem to be really high on Damien Priest at the moment, and this is where I step in and say, I don't get it. But Punishment Martinez. I, I just... Like, yeah, he can wrestle. He's okay at the wrestles. But fucking everyone's okay at the wrestles now. Yeah, he's big. But, yeah, okay. Every time he talks, I cringe. Yeah, his promos even in Ring of Honor were not his strong suit. Yeah. He, Wasn't he in House of Truth for a while and Truth Martini did the talking for him? Yeah, exactly. And basically we're at the point where Finn, Rhea and Dominic have been doing the talking for him for a year. You mean um, uh, Dominic picks up the mic and instantly gets booed out of the building? 
honestly, honestly, they should have just, they should have flipped it and it should have been Priest versus Cody and Dom won Money in the Bank. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. As much as, as much as like, yeah, okay, Dominic's still kind of green as goose shit in the ring. Um, Put it on someone with some fucking heat and like Dominic's style of heat, that chicken shit style of heat lends itself so much better than to the money in the bank briefcase than like badass Damien Priest. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, second match of the night women's unified tag team championship match that'll see champions. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defending against Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. And Ronda comes out and she's in very inspired Margin Vegeta cosplay. Yeah. And I'm watching this match and I'm going, you know, it's not a bad match, but it's all right. And then the turn happens. Just out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, you were talking about this with um oh somebody last week, uh Jungle Boy, saying where was the hints of this? Yeah, this where the fuck did this come from? They were a united unit demolishing the NXT Women Champions two weeks ago on TV. To this, and there not wasn't... just that, she yeah. did it. She did it before the match ended, if I recall correctly. Yes. So, what, so she just, cost herself a title? I'll just run through it here and we can go through it some more. So, Ronda's backed into the corner. Uh, sorry, Shayna's backed in the corner. Ronda does a tag. The ref acknowledges the tag. Ronda steps in, Shayna steps out. And there's no bad timing. There's no bumping into partners. There's not even a forced tag. It's just like a normal, oh, you're in the corner, I'll tag to help you out of this trouble. And Shana steps out of the ring, Rhonda steps in, and Shana comes in and lays out Rhonda. And I just went, what the fuck? Yeah. And I rewound it, and I'm going, surely there was some, there was a bad bump here or some dissension or that. Nope. Nope. Uh, you know, the, uh, like the translation of margin into English no. from uh, Japanese. No, I do not. It means evil spirit. Fucking hell. But, so, uh, so, like, I recently found out, so there's this guy I bowl with, his name's Nelson. Anyway, recently... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Recently found out that Nelson in Japanese translates to God of Piss. Okay. The fucking funniest thing, yeah. The fucking god of piss. Yeah, I, I love weird translations. <laughs> but Margin, meaning evil spirit, like, and her dressing up as Margin Vegeta, it goes back to Dragon Ball Z, where Vegeta's taking over by the evil spirit, uh, evil wizard who wants to bring about Margin Boo to the world. Okay, so... Vegeta's gone back evil. He's possessed. Wouldn't it make sense for Ronda, who's playing margin Vegeta, to be possessed and turn on Shayna Baszler? 
I'm still not sure who turned face here and who turned heel. Also true. Because I saw the follow-up promo on Raw and it seemed like Shayna was the face. Um, so this match, Liv pretty much picks up the scraps, pins Ronda, Liv and Raquel, your new women's champions. The crowd sort of pop, sort of confused. Sort of, mm. what the fuck's going on? 903. Uh, Meltzer's ratings, I don't think, have been released yet for this in the newsletter, but um, this getting a 5.58 on Cage Match. Okay. Um, did you see the message I sent you during the week? About uh, the categories, yes. Yeah, so this match, and I'm just like, oh my god. WWE's back to about four women's tag teams on the main roster because they can afford to split up teams in this stacked division. Apparently, and yeah. So I sent Ali a message just saying about the Wazis um, proposing a change because it looks like the only credible North American promotions with women's tag teams going to be NWA that we both rarely watch and mm -hmm. Impact that Alex only sometimes watches. So it seemed like the best categories we'd either be giving to stardom or impact or maybe one standout from somewhere else. And the worst ones would probably go to WWE to someone like Natalia and her latest friend. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was proposing we change the, the tag categories of the Wazzies from men's and women's tags to open tag and open trios or factions. Yeah. And, like, I think when we proposed the Wazzies a few years ago, we were looking at the divisions going, oh, yeah, WWE's taking this seriously. Look at how many women they've got. And <laughs> the the local scene was, you know, it did have a few women's tag teams going around before the pandemic, and then everything closed, and it's just like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, sadly, we are... Uh, we might change that. Uh, any other thoughts there on the uh, the proposed Wazzy's changes there, Alex? I'm all about that. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's just one of those things, sadly, where it's just come to uh, the point where um where it seems like WWE is not going to be running enough women to field a credible tag team division. AEW doesn't do a women's tag team division. They do yeah. women's tags matches, but there's no title. Yeah. Uh, then that leaves Impact, which we both will watch, Alex, less than me, and WA, which we've both pretty much given up on, and then the Japanese promotions like your Stardom, your Tokyo Joshi Pro, etc. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we just switched to, to Open, Leaves us the um, possibilities of also naming mixed tag teams uh, off the top of my head. You could name Rhea and Dominic. You could name a team from GCW like Bussy, which is Effie and Alley Catch. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just think, yeah, sadly, the, the main promotions of the world aren't having enough women's tag team division depth for us to continue with this category. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Get rid of it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, speaking of something to not get rid of, 
Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther, the defending champ, taking on Matt Riddle, going 7-44, and Gunther retains. Fun match. Yeah. Uh, were you watching with friends for this post-match? No, I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, in the post-match, Drew McIntyre makes his return. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Wasn't he the chosen one when he was IC champ? Yeah. It, I, I mean, I'm not going to complain about getting a series of Drew versus Gunther matches. That's going to be fantastic. It just feels like at this point, the IC title is beyond Drew. And yeah, yeah, I can it, agree with that. It feels like a step back. The problem is Roman's long ass reign, and he's gone through a lot of that top tier competitors. Yeah, and but the thing is, Drew's on Raw now, so Seth. so yes, that would be fresh. Seth versus Drew, heel Drew. We need a Drew heel turn at some point. His he needs it. He needs that freshen up of his character. I agree. Um, singles match here of Dominic Mysterio taking on Cody Rhodes. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it was fine. It was fine. I I just don't know why it happened. Nor do I. It feels it feels like momentum has stalled on Cody. Oh, 100%. They've missed the boat. I thought AEW, like when Cody was leaving AEW as TNT champion, I thought, you know, he's going to go over to WWE. He's going to do well for himself if he goes there. And he did. And then he got injured in that Hell in the Cell match and he comes back for the Rumble and Mania. And then he's just dropped. Yeah, and I get it. They got this thing with Brock, and they want to finish that off. And the rumor is that Brock is actually finishing up. So, yeah, fine. Oh, I forgot to mention it with Ronda. Yeah, the rumor is that Ronda's finishing up at SummerSlam. Yeah, and she wants to go back to UFC. I've heard a number of sites report. Yeah, I mean, go for it. <laughs> they don't have- they don't have draws like they used to in the UFC, like stars. They haven't had draws like that since Ronda, especially in the women's divisions. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, this to me was a fine match. And then on Raw, was it that Brock returns? Yeah. So, yeah, Cody, Brock, number three, SummerSlam, Detroit, Motor City. Yeah, and it'll be fine. I, I've heard a rumor of a fucking like a dog collar match or a bull rope match might be happening with Brock and Cody. Like it does need a gimmick. So yeah. Was there other two matches been a plane match and what was the second one? Uh, it was just a match. Sure, one of them had a gimmick. Hang on, I'm going to have a look here. Night of Champions, Saudi show. Does that not have a gimmick? Uh, Brock, Cody. Okay, that was a technical submission in a singles match. What's the Backlash one, then? 
Is that just a singles match? Yep. Uh, Cody defeated Brock by pinfall in a singles match. Okay. So, yeah, they do need something. Yep. Uh, continuing on here, women's Money in the Bank ladder match that sees Bailey, Becky Lynch, EO Sky, Chris Stratus, Selena Vega, and Zoe Stark go 1804. I thought this was a really good women's ladder match. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, totally should have said that EO was a good chance here, too. Same thing with, Do- with Priest. Um, yeah, I just was so blinded by the idea of Trish winning this. Um, but yeah, no, the, I, I like I like this match. Uh, correct winner in hindsight. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, good choice with with your winner there. Uh, I do think there's more upside with EO holding the briefcase going into, uh, I guess, the North American summer than there is with yeah. uh, Damien holding the men's briefcase. Yeah. Uh, following that, we have the WWE World title match, uh, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor going 12-31, and wouldn't you know it, Seth gets a win here to retain. Yeah, I mean, I entertained the idea of Finn getting the win here, but, um, yeah, I... Th- this was an okay match. <laughs> it wasn't the best singles match the two have had. No, I, I don't think they've had... They've, like, lived up to expectations since that SummerSlam match. Where Finn does his shoulder? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they've really done that well together since then. No. Uh, yeah, it, it was a fine match. Seth retains... I guess he's uh, going to be setting down the foundation of this title. Yeah. And your main event, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, taking on Bloodline members, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa, with Paul Heyman, going 32.05. And wouldn't you know it, Jay pins Roman, the first man to do it in like over three years. Since Baron Corbin. (laughs) (laughs) And where's he now? Uh, he's main eventing. NXT. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, plenty of cool fan cam footage after the show went off the air, like Roman just sitting ringside losing his shit. Yeah, and the, they've announced that on SmackDown, well, tomorrow, that it's going to be in Madison Square Garden and they're doing a tribal court thing. Yeah. The trial of Roman Reigns, so that'll be interesting because they've done one before, and that was with Sammy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh boy, um, yeah. Overall, Money in the Bank was a fine show. I'm gonna say about four beers. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that sentiment. Yeah, four's a pretty good score for it. If if you want to be generous, the crowd, like the UK crowd, always makes these shows. Same as the Canadian crowds. Yeah, you could bump it up one just for that. Any international crowd really makes a show, to be honest. Like, yeah, except okay, for the so, Saudi crowds. I, I mean, those crowds are fucking loud. Hmm. But yeah, yeah it's just the premise behind it. <laughs> um. Anything of note from Raw this past week that you want to touch on? From Baltimore, Maryland. 
Uh, not really. Um, yeah, they've teased dissension amongst the uh, I almost said the Dark Order, <laughs> the Judgment Day. Is that uh, even still a thing? Uh, I guess technically they had a thing with the Elite last week. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, they teased dissension there. Because Damon Priest was about to cash in on Seth, but then Finn came out and sort of ruined it. Um, sure, whatevs. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brock Lesnar came out, beat up Cody. Um, Shayna said that Ronda um, doesn't even like wrestling while you're here, basically. <laughs> um, the Shader basically said I had to fucking claw my way up through the indies and NXT to, whilst you just debut in WrestleMania. Um, yeah, which, which in my opinion, that's a fucking face promo. That is a face promo. Yeah, so I I don't when know. She turned on Ronda. Yeah. So we're just continuing the story of WWE doesn't know how to book tag women. Yep. Uh, I guess your next contenders are Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Yay. Your favourite gimmick. Hey, it's grown on me. Took a while, but it did. Uh, defeated the wise Candice LeRae, boo, and Indy Hartwell. Yay. As well as Dana Brooke and Tegan Knox the team of Emma and Nikki Cross, and the team of Katana Chance and Caden Carter. I mean, sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's just sad to see how that division was built. Going back to those few WrestleManias where the Iconics won. Yep. To where it is now. Yep, 100%. And it's all just for a lack of care. Yep. Okay, you can put a bit of blame on that on Sasha and Naomi walking out. Yeah, a little bit. But in all fairness, the division wasn't that great when they walked out either. Exactly. They left left those belts to rot for like six months before they're like, hmm, maybe we should do a tournament to crown new champions. Yeah. They didn't go, okay, well, they're being stripped straight away, so we're going to crown new champions at the next pay-per-view. They just said they had Cole say on Raw, they're stripped. Yeah. (laughs) And then left it. Okay, AEW, Dynamite this week. We see Moxley defeat Tomohiro Ishii in a a four-and-a-quarter star observer match. Yep. El Hero Del Vikingo. Keith Lee, is Keith Lee just changing his look every other month? Yeah, but this is probably what he should have been doing now. Like, this this is the look. Probably could have kept the grey beard, but, yeah, the hair. What about the cape and the bear? Oh, fuck the cape. <laughs> and Orange Cassidy defeat Jericho Appreciation Society members Angelo Parker, Matt Menard, and Daniel Garcia. Uh, what else of note do we have on here? Oh, yeah, the Elite versus Dark Order, but no one really cares about Dark Order anymore. No. Pretty much everything I said about the 
tag di- women's division in WWE, you can say about Dark Order. <laughs> no one cared about it. Yep, very Rich true. Soho defeats Alexia Nicole in two minutes. I mean, yay. And Tornado tag match. Um, yeah, poor Sting. Darby and Sting take on Jericho and Guevara. Yeah. Uh, is Sting okay? It it appears so. But you have I haven't heard anything. No news is good news. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, anything of note from Rampage that you caught? Um. No, no. Rampage is very nothing. Uh, to be honest, there was barely anything of note from fucking Collision. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we're just going to touch on the Owen Hart Cup matches here because that's all I went back and caught. Powerhouse Hobbs defeats Dustin Rhodes to advance. Uh, you have Ricky Starks defeat Juice Robinson to advance. And Samoa Joe defeat Roderick Strong to advance. Yeah. I mean, good. He's, he's good. Yeah. Uh, what am I looking for? AEW. I just want to have a quick look at the update brackets for bloody the Owen. Yeah. Uh, events. Like, why is this not here? Why you do this? Why you bully me? Um, God damn it. God damn it, AEW. Why do you have to not have things in order. Okay, we'll do it this way. Uh, uh, anyway, Alex, uh, what's happening this... Wait, what is they? Friday. Yeah, Friday. Well, wow. uh, <laughs> there we go. Hart. That's all right, I found it, Alex. You don't have to stall for time anymore. Yeah, no, that went well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Semi-finals, collision. Yeah, some episodes collision this week. Look, I'm not going to be watching collision every week. I'm just catching the Owen Hart matches at the moment, but after that, it's not going to be a lot. Uh, So we've got Sky Blue taking on Ruby Soho, and we've got Willow. I'm guessing that match is going to be next week. Willow returning from Japan to take on Athena. Uh, in the men's brackets, you're going to have Punk versus Joe, which should be interesting because Punk's never beaten Joe one-on-one. No, no, that's basically the story here. I really do feel like this tournament's going to end up as Park, uh, Punk versus Starks and, the, and Punk turns on Starks. Yeah, yeah, that's also a good cheer. Uh, and in the other half of the bracket, we get Hobbs versus Starks. Finally, the Team Taz explosion match. A year in the making. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. Um, did you cat, uh, see any of the results from New Japan's Strong Independence Day Japan, July 4th and 5th? I saw, like, two title changes. Okay, uh, so... Of note, I'm just going to touch on some of the title changes here. New Japan Strong Open Weight Tag Team Championship. Defending champs Bushimon, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi lose to the War Dogs. Uh, Alex Coughlin and 
Gabe Kidd. Okay. Wait. No, they renamed him. Wasn't it Gabriel? Yes, it was. Okay. We're going with Gabe Kidd now. That just sounds so strange. And uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. Catch 2-2 for Nisko Kira and TJP. Lose to War Dogs, Clark Connors and Driller Maloney. Yes, they're now calling him Driller and not Daniel. Okay. Don't <laughs> ask me why. Uh, on night two, which I there's one match on here I really want to go back and catch, but I'm not paying for a New Japan pay-per-view. You can get stuffed up pay for world. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. Bullet Club War Dogs, Clark Connors and Driller Maloney, the defending champs, defeat challengers. Chaos, Rocky Romero, and Yo. You have New Japan Strong Women's Championship. Willow Nightingale, the champion, defeated by Julia. Okay. Uh, all reports that was a really good match. Yep. You have IWGP Tag Team Championship match of Bushimon, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi, the defending champs, defeating. War Dogs, Alex Coughlin, and Gabe Kidd. So they've split the IWGP and the strong tag team titles now. Okay. So Good. They did, Good. I like how they did this. They did this as two separate matches. Strong titles night one, War Dogs win. IWGP titles night two, Bushimon wins. Yep. And now they can and sort of... And then you can do a rubber if you need to. Yeah. And... But, uh, Preferably get the belts off one of those teams before you do the rubber match. <laughs> yes. So we don't fucking unify them or put them together again. I guess they weren't unified. No. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Open White Championship uh, that sees Kenta, the defending champion, lose to Eddie Kingston. Yes. The Mad King. Finally a champion. Um, have you seen Dynamite yet? Today's? Yesterday's? No. Uh, the, they did a lot of mentioning of Eddie Kingston winning this belt. Yes, good. Yeah, they, they um, made it seem like a huge-ass deal and talked about it being like Eddie Kingston's dream and stuff like that. Remember when... Um... Uh, Mike Bailey went over to the G1 and, like, Impact just had a graphic that just said, good luck to Mike Bailey in the G1, and that was it. Yeah. Well, with the Eddie Kingston thing, they showed, like, a whole video package and commentary talked about it a lot. Yeah, it was good. It was really well done. Uh, and... the, best, the best way to do crossovers, you know, make it seem like a big deal when someone crosses over. Crazy thought, right? Yeah, exactly. And your final death match of Desperado taking on John Moxley goes twenty-two, uh, goes twenty-one minutes with Moxley getting the win here over Despy. Yeah, Again, I, I saw a photo of Moxley with skewers in his head. I don't know if that was from night one, where it was the uh, tag with Despy and June Kazasi. I've completely butchered that. I apologise. June Kasai, yeah. Kasai. 
Performing yeah. um, on Homicide and John Moxley in a Doomsday No Disqualification tag team match. Oh, uh, okay. So the photo I saw is from that because June Kasai was in the photo I saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did see the skewer photo going around online too. Yeah. I just I, I want to know how they do that. <laughs> like, like I'm I'm sure they're like actually just sticking in there, but how do they decide like what spot in the head? Because it's always like the same spot every time I've seen a skewer spot. Like it's always in the same spot of the head. It's it just, probably. It seems like a really like shit spot to do it. <laughs> I suppose it's the only sort of strong, meaty part where there's a good bone underneath where they can do it. It feels like that would fucking kill. Yeah, it, probably it probably does. does. Yeah, but it yeah. probably does. It just, I, I just, I don't know. It makes me cringe that spot. Probably just you're on the um, adrenaline rush. Adrenaline rush, adrenaline rush. Come on. What's that off? Uh, TNA had that as their theme for a while. Oh, Jesus. Okay, uh, we're going to chat Impact Down Under next week because of... Uh, um, I've seen the first night. Yeah, yeah, just to give you a chance to catch everything with no no major pay-per-views this week. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll be a good good uh, talking point next week. Plus, it'll be in between... Um, it'll be just before Slammiversary and... Blood and Guts, and Death Before Dishonor. So it'll yeah. give us a, a chance to uh, squeeze that in next week. Gives everyone a chance to go out, watch Impact from Wagga Wagga, leave us some feedback on Twitter or the Facebook or the Instagram. You know, do all the good things. Okay, uh, what is going on with you, my friend, and uh, how's everything been going down south with the winter? Oh, dude, I'm struggling, man. So I found out that I am a sufferer of arthritis. Oh, no. I am a fucking old fuck now. Um, yeah, so I was like, the other day, I was like, my fucking knee isn't doing what it needs to do right now. When I was bowling, I was like, why is it staying straight when I need it to bend? <laughs> Alex rocks up to bowling next week with an Austin knee brace. Uh, not even joking. I'm just going to send you a screenshot now. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, like the full on metal one, but I'm no, guessing no. you've got like a, a, a sock uh, brace. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like a Velcro fucker. Um, <laughs> Velcro fucker. Uh, uh, there's a screenshot from this video and I'm sending it through to Facebook now so you can have a good good look at the knee brace on it. Okay. That's oh, Yeah, 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 that's fine. That's just like a normal sporting brace. Oh, fuck, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I, I've never had to wear, like, these things before and... Fucking shits me. <laughs> oh, but then then you don't get the, the fun of going, oh, shell, yeah. Oh, man, I, I would love it if I could, like, rock, like, some 
Steve Austin 2001 knee braces where he would like change the color every other week. You know, like one week he'd have a gold one, then he'd have a dark blue one, and sometimes a dark red one. Yeah. And that that was like, for Austin, that was like, holy fuck, he's changed his gear. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. And they fucking made millions off action figures just from changing the color of Austin's knee braces. (laughs) Ah, that's... That's, the that's same fucking Steve, same fucking Steve Austin action figure that they had for fucking years. Just all right, we'll chuck some red paint over the knee brace here. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah. I, I see. Yeah, but, but all all in all, I'm fucking hating. I hate winter. I'm not a winter person. There's fucking nothing to do. It's too wet to fucking walk the dogs. Did you go out to the footy and watch Aka kick a couple of goals? I should have. I should have. But, (laughs) yeah, I believe that was was a couple of weekends ago when it was the fucking in and out of hospital weekend. Oh, yeah, it probably was too. Yeah, but if I I wasn't doing what I was doing, I fucking would have been there for sure. Um, crazy that he went to a gun year of all places, but okay. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go where the money is. <laughs> is it? Anywho, that, Apparently. That's, a, that, that's a discussion for another time. Um, I don't feel like I should be publicly stating my thoughts on that, but <laughs> yeah, keep, yeah, keep we'll country probably get a cease and desist. Yeah, yeah, keep, keep country footy alive, but you know. Make the right call when you need to. Uh, pull the pin when you have to. Um, flip the switch. Yeah, flip the switch. <laughs> well, what's been going on with you, man? What's on? What's on uh, this week? I've been a little bit sick of back to streaming. Uh, Twitter is slowly dying a death that is, uh, what's his name? Um, Elon trying to monetize the app and limit that you can only view 600 posts a day. So everyone's switching over to this new platform called Freds. So I might put I, uh, Wrestling All Style on there later today. I have seen some talk about that Threads thing. Um, yeah, I saw like Auntie Donna, the comedy group, uh, put up a thing about it, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, um, yeah, maybe I'll sign up to it. I might as well. Um, yeah, it'll it, it'll pr- probably be at Fruity as Alex Humans. Yeah, yeah, it's basically just like Instagram uh, with more uh, touches of Twitter. And apparently Elon... It's just a Zuckerberg-owned Twitter, isn't it? Basically, yeah. Which is why Elon came out overnight and said he wants to sue him. Yeah, and what happened to the talk of those two having an MMA fight? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you asked, because I was about to segue to this. Who do you think would win in an MMA fight? The skinny Ranga guy or the guy who's like an insane rocketeering billionaire? But Zuck actually does ju- do um, jujitsu. I know. <laughs> so I think Zuckerberg's going to fucking destroy Elon if they get to the ground. But, you know, you don't make as much money as they have without having a bit of dog in you. So, also true. 
And I think Elon would have that dog in him. You know who I'm really waiting on? Those two are there. And then all of a sudden you hear someone's music and they're cashing in. Oh my God, it's Tom from MySpace. I was was about to say that. Fucking Tom from MySpace. At least sign him up to be like, oh, here's an attitude error trope that hasn't been done since. The special enforcer. Yeah. Yeah, make him a special enforcer. Also, bring back special enforcers. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. 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 Just a guy that stands out on the ring, uh, stands outside of the ring if a, if the referee gets knocked out, which having a special enforcer, like, gives away that there's definitely going to be a ref bump. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do it. That's also a good use of your legend. Yeah. But, um, I'm just trying to think, who has AEW worked with? Like, you can't... Didn't they have Ricky Steamboat there one week as guest timekeeper? Yes. Yes, they did. Bring in the dream boat as an outside enforcer. You You know who would be a good fucking use of the special enforcer role? Yeah. No more BS. He'd be a great special enforcer. That is also true. Yeah. He's only done, what, the one match in AEW? He did, like, a dark... He did a match on dark against, like, three guys. Oh, yeah, and he did that one, too, before the QT match, didn't he? Yeah. Uh have I still got... love that he co-main evented one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. Yeah. And the fucking crowd was hot for it, too. Yeah. Uh, poor old but before, before I um, started my endeavour of watching all of the 90s Raws and pay-per-views, which is yeah. the fucking craziest thing ever, because now I'm out of the 90s. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But before I started that, I went back and watched like a few of my like a few of the older AEW pay-per-views and I went back and watched All Out 2021 and I was like, holy fuck, the crowd's actually half into Big Show versus QT Marshall. From the now arena. Mm. Wow, I do not remember a lot of this pay-per-view. Miro versus Eddie Kingston. John Moxley versus Kojima. Britt Baker versus Statlander. Uh, tap that for the women's title. Miro for the TNT title. That was the redeem these D's nuts thing. Yes. Mm. Uh, uh, tag team title cage match of the Lucha Bros defeating the Bucks to get the titles. Uh, women's Casino Battle Royale where Ruby... Last eliminated Thunder Rosa. The final fight of Jericho and MJF. Punk versus Darby Allen. Was that Punk's debut as well? Yeah, that was the debut. Uh, co-main event of Paul Rot- uh, Paul White defeating QT Marshall. And a title, world title match of uh, Omega defeated Christian Cage. Was the, the week before like the first Rampage where... Christian bet Omega for the Impact titles? I think so. I think that was like 
Nah, that was the wait. That rampage was the um, rampage before Punk's debut, so I think it's like a few weeks before that. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it would be too. Because that was the first rampage, and I believe it was the first match on the first rampage. Now we're going down a wormhole. We got time. We haven't even reached our ninety-minute time limit yet, humans. No, but but yeah, there's a time warp to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, is there? Uh, yeah, Impact World Title Christian defeats Kenny Omega on the first match of the first rampage because Rip Baker headlines that uh, women's world title against Ruby uh, Red Velvet. Sorry, Red Velvet. Yeah. Remember when that show was important? Oh, man. Rampage, what is it? 100 is this weekend. Uh, Really? Yep, and Dynamite 200's coming up. Hang on, I'm having a look. I'll have a look for you, buddy. Just because I'm that sort of friend. Uh, Dynamite 200, 2nd of August, Tampa, Florida. Rampage 100. Rampage 100, 21st of the 6th, so it was a f- last week or the week before. Oh, I swear on Dynamite they were talking about Rampage 100. Maybe they were talking about what happened on Rampage 100. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did we talk? Yeah, that was the one where Jack Perry versus Doki in the main event. Okay, good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Doki was more over. Um, yeah, fuck. We're not that far off from All In. Wembley? Uh, yeah, so we've got... Okay, where are we now? Now, collision. So we've got one, two, two weeks to Blood and Guts. Three, four, five, six, seven. Seven weeks until All In. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Fucking, we're almost three quarters of the way through the year. That's nuts, too. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, when All In happens, we're three quarters of the way through the year. They still Um, haven't announced a match. No. I think it's pretty clear at this point we're getting MJF versus Adam Cole at All In. You can't headline with that. I don't think that's headlining. They've got something up their sleeves. Um, I, I think it's pretty clear at this point because they've got blood and guts coming up too and it's advertised as five versus five and the graphic i saw on twitter had a mystery man on each side yeah so there's the four members of the elite kenny hangman and the buffs and then there's four members of the bcc um claudio mox um fucking yuda uh, and Takeshita, who's not really BCC, yeah. but there's a mystery man on each side. So Danielson's injured, so it won't be him. Yeah. 
and Kingston's the, in the J1. King, Kingston's in the J1. So it can't be him. So let's talk about predictions. Shooter's here. also in the G1, so it won't be him. Here, here's a couple of predictions here. Yeah. I, I saw this being thrown out as an idea on Twitter, and I thought this was a great spot for this guy as the new member of the BCC Timothy Thatcher. Don't hate it, but is he independent or is he signed somewhere? He's independent. And remember, like, a little bit back, he had a couple of matches on Dynamite. I'm just going to double check. Timothy Thatcher. Uh, Apparently, he's signed to Nara at the moment. Oh, that might be a conflict then. But then Noah's, like, working with New Japan, so who knows? Um, And then the other idea I saw for the fifth person for the BCC... Yeah, he's over in Japan at the moment as I'm looking at this. He was there um, last week. Okay, go ahead. and And I don't know if he can go or not, but people seem to be convinced that this is going to be the... Fifth member for Blood and Guts, Chris Hero. Hmm. I don't hate it in theory. I mean, because of the Claudio thing, obviously. And also, Chris Hero is a big student of William Regal. Um, he's one of those sort of guys. He's one of William Regal's guys. Um, he hasn't had a match since... 2020. Yeah, he hasn't done anything since he got released. That that would Uh, be a really good shout, even if it's just a short-term thing, to have him for a few uh, months. I I don't know what sort of shape he's in, if he can go still. I know that he was doing, like, um, he was working backstage for Ring of Honor before TK bought it. Yeah. I know that he was doing, like, some producing for him. So, I I don't know. Maybe he's just called it quits on his in-ring stuff. But Going and um, hung out with Delirious somewhere else. Yeah, but who who would you like to see as the new uh, member of the BCC, or at least just the fifth man for this blood and guts? I mean, fact is a good shout. I was thinking Chris Hero as well. Ah, uh, for the BCC, it's sort of hard because there's very few free agents who sort of fit that mould. Yeah, and because because no let's make no mystery about it about who we think is going to be the fifth for the elite, right? <laughs> who could like, it be? Yeah, like it's got to be Coda. The yeah. I, the only exception it could have been is if a, a certain someone whoop whoop wasn't cancelled. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Creepy if, if Umbrella he, Man. Yeah, if Creepy Umbrella Man wasn't cancelled, this it would have actually been better to have been him. But, <laughs> yeah, no. F- fuck him off. Um... 
Well, although I'm sure Impact will give him a chance. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Impact latest rehiring, uh, questionable. God damn it, Impact. Um, hmm. I'm just having a look at other former members of the elite. I mean, um. I mean, clearly Drew has re-signed with the WWE, but do you think that if he didn't, th- they would have tried to get him for this? Yes. Because that would have been perfect for him. I mean, member. has he re-signed, or is he just back so his contract's not frozen? Well, Triple H seemed to imply that he is in the pr- press conference after Money in the Bank. But who knows? Um, what happens if the fifth member is CM Punk? Well, actually, that would be the best possible choice. That would legitimately be the best possible choice, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> Holy shit, you've got a total AEW. Oh, um, man. Um yeah. And, like, having Punk and Danielson in the same stable would be so sick. But also, like, Punk, during his time away, was, like, trash-talking Moxley. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, man, who else? Who I else? I mean, would... you could bring uh, up somebody from... Uh... I suppose you can't ring up any of the Bullet Club members because now you have Bullet Club gold in AEW. Uh, unless the fifth member's like Osprey. And it's not not just like a newest member of the BCC. It's just Osprey like, will be in G1. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. But the G1 really has fucked with this. Maybe it's Chase Owens. Uh, no. What's Farley up? What's Farley up to? <laughs> yeah, Farley, hurry up and run this Oceania Cup, will you? You only said it's delayed. Mm. Um, we love Farley. I'm still just trying to think who else is out there. I I just really like the Chris Hero or Timothy Thatcher idea. Um, fuck, like I I can say like. You haven't seen Dynamite, so... I don't care uh, at this point. We're talking blood and guts. The, they uh, did a segment with Don Callis, like, asking Chris Jericho to be a member of his family. Yep. So I could see Jericho fitting into this fifth spot. And Jericho that... has been in the past two blood and guts. Yeah, he's been in all of them. So... Yeah. So that could be kind of his thing is that he's the one guy that's in all of them. Oh, man. Um, but but I, I guess you might not want to do, like, a big surprise for the fifth member of the BCC side if the fifth member of the elite side is going to be Kota Ibushi debuting. That's what I'm just trying to think, like, with... Blackpool Combat Club, they're sort of... Hmm. Oh, Thatcher if... is a good shout. Hero's a good shout. Other than that... 
Because you're bringing in someone to lose. 100% you're bringing someone in to lose. Are they going to be the four guy? Nah. To be fair, I was going to say Yuta is going to be the four guy. But I I thought that for the anarchy in the arena and he's the guy that got the pin. So I fucking don't know. Okay. <laughs> hear me out here. Would Lance Archer be a good fit for this unit? He fucking would be. Mm-hmm. You know who else would be? Go on. Miro. Yeah, that, that'd be a good fit for Miro now that he's renounced his god. Yeah. And his you whole know, life. The, the BCC is like a lot of that European style. Bring in a natural fucking European. <laughs> We've got one right here. Yeah, you've, <laughs> you've got one. You've got one. Um, Does anyone else find it weird that it's still Blackpool Combat Club even though Regal left? uh, I mean, uh, when Eric Young left Violent by Design, what's his name? Dina changed it to The Design. Yeah, true. True. Um, Also, where the fuck is Eric Young? Oh, mate. if what they've said is true, that he got signed in, like, November or December or whatever, and he just hasn't done anything, I'm sure he just doesn't want people to remember. <laughs> just like, I'll, I'll just chill at home and keep collecting these paychecks. Young. No. Uh, American. Wow, there's a lot of Eric Youngs. Uh Okay, I can't find it. Doesn't matter. Um, but I suppose uh, that's about it. Uh, Sonata. Who? I suppose because the G1 is starting soon. When the hell does the G1 start? Let's look at that. You have a firm pick for winner of the G1. Yeah. Um, oh, did you see the announcement that they named a new three musketeers? Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Go on. Are they named... So, you know the original three, first of all. Uh, what was it? It was Mudo. Um, Hashimoto? Uh, and someone else? Yeah, I'll double-check uh, that. It, you know... it was Mudo, Chono, and I think Hashimoto. Yeah, do you know the new three musketeers in New Japan? The the uh, second generation? Not the ta- newest ones. It was Tanahashi Um Shibata yeah. and someone else. Uh Tanahashi, Shibata, Nakamura. Nakamura, of course. Okay, the original three, Keiji Mudo, Masahiro Chono, and Hashimoto. Yep, cool. I nailed that one. Um, And then we've got the newest three. Yeah, and that is... uh, That's Shooter, Suji, and... Who the fuck's the other one? I know, he's forgettable. Uh, Red Narita? Ah, very good. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's it's someone that, like... It's someone who's very Shibata-esque. Yeah. That that fits the I wrestle good, but I've got 
no personality, but no personality is my personality. Um, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, you had the three musketeers, Mudo, Chono, Hashimoto, the new three musketeers, Tanahashi, Shibata, Nakamura, the Ren, Renwa? Renwa, uh, it's named after the current emperor of New Japan, three musketeers, yeah. Narita, uh, Uno, and Suji. Yeah, so the timing of naming this, and this is why I brought it up talking about G1 predictions, mm. uh, makes me think that one of those three is going to win it. Yeah, I think... And I think if it's going to be any of them, I think... You know, you know what? Like, Suji wouldn't be bad, um, but I think it should be Shooter. That's my um, pick out of the Three Musketeers. Yeah, he is Tanahashi. This ring gear matches a Tanahashi, doesn't it? Hey, yeah, I, yeah, it is. It's yeah, just pink, ring it's gear. pink Tanahashi. Yeah. Um, and like, um, Narita's very Shibata. And I guess by, uh, well, I mean, he wears leather pants. I mean, Suji's fucking Nakamura. <laughs> yeah. And he's the one in the Rebel stable. So Which is what Chaos was originally when Nakamura founded it. It yeah, wasn't a exactly. face stable. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like, yeah, they've just gone flat out with the with that. Um, and then I'm looking at that version of the three musketeers um the previous generation like try to compare them i guess nakamura was very chono uh yeah yeah nakamura is chono but like tanahashi the yeah then tanahashi's mudo yeah and then Shibata is the, the badass that can wrestle, like Hashimoto. But you could also like compare Nakamura to Mudo as well. So, but it was Mudo, not Muda. So that that's the difference. Yeah, Mudo, Mudo wore bright colors, was consummate white meat baby face. To me, I'd say Mudo Tanahashi. Yeah. Shibata. Shibata. Shibata is Chono and Nakamura as Hashimoto. Hashimoto wore the red and black. (laughs) (laughs) Also true, yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I can see that. I can see Nakamura being all three of them. (laughs) 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 Honestly, there's an argument. Like, the kicks, like Chono, and the leather pants, the red and black, like Hashimoto, and the ability to go. And then, you know, it, if they listed Great Muta as a Three Musketeer, not Keiji Muto, yeah, Nakamura's all over that shit. <laughs> um, I suppose, closing off our, our discussion here, Renderita 
who was he most like compared to the three original Musketeers? To the three original? Yes. Oh, Just fuck. for a this, bit of fun. Th- yeah, this is where it gets tough. Because, okay, Suji is 100% Chono. Taller guy, leather pants, fucking all that. Uh, does okay. kicks. Um, I guess by default, narrator is Hashimoto. Yeah. And sh- shooter is Keiji Muto. Because so you've got to remember, as I keep repeating, like, it's not Great Muto, it's Keiji Muto. So, Keiji Muto, I'd say Shota Umino. Yeah. Yoda Suji. There's a bit of fucking Chono about how Suji moves in the ring. But yeah. th- there's also a bit of Hashimoto about him, too. So I'd say Suji for Hashimoto and for uh, Masahiro Chono, I'd say Ren Narita. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't argue that. All here's righty. the thing, though. Yeah. Here's another hypothetical. It feels like we skipped a generation between Musketeers. Yeah. If you were to name a three musketeers from the previous generation between, you know, Tanahashi, Nakamura, and Shibata, and now. Who are you naming? Oh, man. Uh, So one of them's Okada. A thousand percent. Yeah, he fills the the Mudo fucking Tanahashi um, uh, fucking shooter Umino role. One of them would be Tatsuya Naito. Yeah, and I think that fills the Chono, um, the Chono Nakamura role. Oh, who would be my third musketeer from that sort of era of New Japan? Now, that is tough. Yeah, because like it's also always like it's New Japan guys. It's, like, their guys that they raised. Yeah. So, like, part of me is like, oh, Ibushi. But no, they would never have made Ibushi a musketeer because they didn't make Ibushi. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, because, like, Ibushi would fit a fucking Shibata-style role. (sighs) Who the fuck else? I know, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, like... I've got G1 open here. Let's scroll back to what era, what year do you want me to scroll back to? 2010, 2009, what? Like, it would have to be like between like 2012 and 2022. Okay, 2012. Uh, Nagata would be too old. Tell you, Makabe? Nah, because he was more so from that second Three Musketeer generation, too. Marafuji? More Noah? Yeah, more Noah. Um, Like, Tenzan, maybe, but he was sort of that second generation, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Goto kind of fits the fucking Hashimoto... Shibata role. 
Like, he does, yeah. Yeah, Goto kind of fits that mold. And he did and team it, with Shibata for a long time. And it's not like every member of the Three Musketeers has to have been a world champ or some shit. Because Shibata didn't. No, Shibata didn't. Uh... Chono did. Mudo. Hashimoto? I'm pretty... Yeah, yeah, Hashimoto did, because, yeah, when they play that video before the title matches, you see his face. When they used to. Oh, they don't do that anymore, do they? No, because they've got the new lineage. Yeah, yeah. Which is stupid. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, what did we say? We said Okada, Naito, Goto. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good one, as much as, you know, my thoughts on Goto. But I'm trying to be I'm trying to be real realistic here. It had to have been like a new Japan guy. And it can't and be a foreigner. Nah, it's not a foreigner. Cause if it was a foreigner, you'd be like, all right, Kenny. Kenny or Prince Devitt. Or Prince Devitt or fucking who would be a good fucking successor to Shibata? Zack Sabre Jr. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Let's let's do a modern take on Three Musketeers. Of uh, let's do the like between generate where the hell was I between generations? So of the two thousands to now, three Gaijin Musketeers who have spent the majority of their career or come through as young, no, who have come through as young boys through the dojo. Uh, Jay White. Okay, that's that's a really good shout, Jay White. Yep. Jay White, 100%. Jay White, possible shout for the missed generation of Three Musketeers, to be honest. Yep. Just, um, oh, who else has been? Oh, Devitt. Yeah. He came Devitt through the Devitt. system. <laughs> yeah, Devitt came through the system. Um, this is where it gets tricky because Kenny didn't come through the system. That's what I mean, yeah. Um, did Zach? He didn't. I'm pretty sure Zach spent a large amount of his time in Rev Pro in the UK. Yeah, yeah Zach didn't. Um, yeah, it's easy to name two. Uh, I mean, does somebody like a uh, a bad luck Farley fall into that third? Well, I was about to throw out a name here and. Kind of controversial, but Carl Anderson, he came through the system. Okay, hang on. Let's just... He would have been in the system the same time as... Devitt. Um, Devitt. Like, Carl Anderson's talked about... Like, because I used to listen to the Talk and Shop podcast, he talked about being a young boy and shit. That is, yeah... That is a really good shout. Yeah, either him or Farley, you could make a, a good case for your fourth. So, or Tamatonga. Okay, so I'd say definite lock on Finn Bella yep. slash Virgil Devitt slash Prince Bella. Definite lock on Jay White for all that he achieved in New Japan. So you've got your two there. Yeah. Who would you say is your third then? Uh, those few that we listed. 
I'm Carl Farley. I'm going to say because of Palmer. because of their impact on the scene, I'm going to say Carl Anderson. Okay. So now we've got our three. Who do you put where? Okay. Prince Bella. Uh, put him in the Nakamura fucking, like, Chono-ish role. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But uh, Fergal Devitt, Prince... Uh, what am I going to say? Finn Bella. Yeah. Good fit for that Chono role. Yeah, and then you put Carl Anderson in the Hashimoto Shibata role. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, can go, got all that stuff down pat, just not the biggest star, but the workhorse. Yeah, yeah, I um, agree with that. And then, yeah, Jay White is the fucking Mudo Tanahashi role. It's weird, too, yeah. because, cause like, we're talking about heels here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, Jay White is Tanahashi. What? <laughs> but but he's, like, the anti-Tanahashi to the point where he fits the Tanahashi role. I suppose that's a really good point now that you bring it up. <laughs> a lot of his feuding was with Tanahashi. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, we talked about that misgeneration of musketeers um i was gonna say the lost generation can't say that um but like we had okada in that tanahashi role jay white jay white's biggest feuds okada and tanahashi yep very true (laughs) yeah um oh man i i want to do i love this hypothetical shit um (laughs) the I want to do fucking musketeers for all the companies. Um, all right, quick, let's work out a WWE one. Of current generation? Current, right now. Oh. R- right now. The easy option is three years ago, you say The Shield. Yeah, and I'm going to say has to be like the same rules as the Japan thing. Born and goes bred through goes NXT. through goes through their system. When when we get to AEW, we're gonna have to like ignore that rule. But yeah. Um. So this is where I stand. It's obviously Roman in the top of the three musketeer role. Yeah. In the Tanahashi Mudo role. Yeah. And yeah. then. You go, I'm going to sound a bit biased here. Who's been through the system? It's Cody. Yeah, he did go through that other developmental. I guess if you want to switch out Moxley for Cody, yeah, that is a good shout for current people in in, uh, WWE. And this is where I go, does Seth count? Going I'd say this... yes, because he did spend a fair amount of time in NXT. Yeah, but it's, like, not where he started. No. And that's, like, where Roman started. It's where Cody started in the WWE system. And that's where I say it's Brock. But I'd argue Brock 
was like an O2. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was like Cena Brock Batista. Oh fuck, that is a really good name. <laughs> or 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 like Cena Brock Orton. <laughs> Who's supposed to be the fourth member of Evolution, but never was? Ah, uh, that was the vignette with him. That that was Mark Jindrak. <laughs> that yeah. is w, WCW power plant. <laughs> Actually, no, no, it's a hundred percent. That generation was Cena, Brock, um, Orton, not Batista, because yeah. Batista was never meant to be what he become. Um, yeah. So, uh, who else is in their system right now? Um, yeah. So we got Roman, we got Cody. Do you do something crazy here and just go? Charlotte Flair. I mean, why not? Yeah. Who? Just because Japan was only about the, the men, because they had only men, doesn't mean, like, if we were to do a Three Musketeers for WWE, that we have to put men in it. Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. So AEW, through the AEW system, And this is where I go, okay, sure, yeah. Does does Major League Wrestling count? Uh, according to the courts, it does. Yeah, According okay. to Finch, so, apparently MLW is part of the WWE network, but yeah. I digress. Yeah, because uh, this is where I go, fucking MJF, and then I go, Britt Baker. Yeah. And two who were made like made superstar level in AEW. Yeah. They were named made. on the Indies. Yeah. Made but in Made. Yeah. That's where I'll go off here because like no one's really fully gone like started their career in AEW at this point. Like I okay, Hook. Hook has. Yeah, but he hasn't been there long enough. No. Okay, so we've got MJF. I agree with that. We've got Britt Baker. We can lock that one in. Yeah, and then... Because I would put MJF in that Jay White spot of the anti-Tanahashi Mudo role. Yep. And I would put Britt Baker sort of in the, like, unsung hero sort of role of the... The Hashimoto, like... Fucking Shibata, I'm comparing Britt Baker to Shibata here, but okay. <laughs> um, so, in the fucking Nakamura Chono role, I'm putting Darby. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, because Darby is a needle mover when he's on. He gets good crowd reactions every time he's on. Yeah. He can actually go. He's yeah. been a champion before, granted TV champion. Yeah. But he can be. And who's current tag champ? Still FTR. Yeah. I, can we I mean, pivot to Darby and Sting before Sting course of the day, please? Yeah, please. Um, and do you not think FTR would just, like, 
froth over the idea of dropping the belts to Sting. They would love that shit. <laughs> Honestly. Tony doesn't book many face face matches, does he? On those sort of merits, unless it's like a really big occasion. Yeah, unless it's like a mega dream match. Or like when Punk came in as a debut against Darby, they were sort of both working face. Yeah. I mean, the Danielson hangman stuff was face face at the time. Yeah, yeah, when it started, yeah. that's true too, yeah. Um Yeah. But any other company you want to touch on right now? Or is that sort <laughs> oh, of Oh it? man, I, I could go all day with this. Like fucking bang, WWF attitude era. Oh, that one's easy. That's oh actually. No, it it isn't, is it? Okay, so we got rock. Yeah, yeah, you've got rock. Okay. Hunter's out because of his time in WCW. Yep, Stone Cold's uh, out. Stone Cold's out because of so, so WCW, ECW. Is Taker in? That's where it's questionable. Because How long it's... was he in WCW? I mean, long enough to have, like, I think he did like a year or two. Long enough to have fucking pay-per-view matches against Lex Luger. <laughs> okay. So, and then you go, all right, how much do, does the small leagues count? Because if Taker doesn't count, do you go Kane? Isn't that the Christmas monster? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> He started in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, but Smoky Mountain Wrestling was always a feeder system for the WWF in the 90s, so technically... Okay, so we've got we've got Rock and Kane. Yeah, it's fucking hard, isn't it? China? Do you go, chi- do you go China? Do you go Tristratus? Do I, you, I mean, if we or, Attitude Era, China is bigger than Trish. Yeah. Or, here's an idea, Hardy Boys. Can you have, can you have a tag team be a musketeer? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay. Wait, he's got something else, humans. This is a really controversial take, but through... a hundred percent through the WWF system. Where I'm up to, they talk about this guy being one half of the greatest WWF tag teams. Oh no, not one of the greatest WWF tag team of all time. That's what they call it. Oh. So this is what where I say Billy Gunn. That Fuck is it. a good shout. That is a good shout for Hashimoto role. Yeah. And then you put Kane in that Chono role. And that leaves Rock, Rock as Muto? Yeah. WCW is so easy compared to that. Goldberg? You do Goldberg, Sting, fucking DDP. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That's A-C-W. so easy. See, see, fucking WWF always talk about, oh, fucking... WCW stole all our stars. We built our own. Why is it so easy for us to come up with three homegrown WCW stars and so hard for us 
to come up with three homegrown WWF stars from the 90s. Um, when you really look at it, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's Okay, sure, they turned, like, low-car guys into superstars, but, yeah, come on, homegrown? ECW, that's relatively easy. Okay, I want to hear your free, because I've got free as well. All right. You... Uh, Mudo, Tadahashi Roll, Tommy Dreamer. Yep. Agree okay. with that. Um, all right. So I think, I think the role for this guy is the Chono, uh, not the Chono, the, Sh- the Hashimoto Shibata role. And I think it's Taz. Which Taz? Which Taz? Yes, I agree with that as well. So this is where it gets tricky. All right. Raven doesn't count. Johnny Polo. Johnny Polo, Scotty Flamingo. Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. Yeah. So the... Which role sh- we got? Sh- Chono. So for the Chono role. All right. I-, I do have someone in mind here. I'm just talking out of process here. Um, Shane Douglas doesn't count. He was WCW tag champ before he ever came to ECW. So yeah, if Shane Douglas counted, he would be in the Tanahashi Mudo role. Yeah. Um. So Raven doesn't count. Shane Douglas doesn't count. This is where it gets interesting. Does being a star in Japan doing death death matches before ECW count? I think it does. Who are we talking? We're talking Sabu here. I I don't yeah, think Sabu... Yeah, he I didn't have th- a long run there, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think Sabu counts. Okay. So, for the fucking Chono role, it's Sandman. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's... So, all right, last one, TNA. What era TNA are we talking? Let's just say TNA overall, homegrown. Um, okay, I've got three. Okay. So okay. this is where it gets tricky. I say, if you worked in WCW, no matter how small of a role and how towards the end it was, it doesn't yeah. count. Okay, it, I already know two who you're going to scratch off from that. So, that, that rules on. out that rules out Christopher Daniels. Yeah. That rules <laughs> rules out AJ Styles. <laughs> yep. Alright, and then because as soon as you say TNA, my first three thoughts are the fucking unbreakable three-way. Uh, Daniels, Joe, and AJ. Joe doesn't count. He fucking was ROH champ for like two years before he <laughs> came to TNA. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who else was a fucking face, the face of TNA? Well, it's Jeff Jarrett. Obviously doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty much had like two careers before he even started TNA. Are we just going to get through the first 11 here of does not count? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Another fucking poster boy for TNA. 
Sting doesn't count, obviously. Christian um, Cage? Christian Cage doesn't count. Kurt Angle doesn't count. Um, so this is where I think it's actually harder than, than I thought. But do you go Bobby Roode? Bobby Roode did have a long and good career in TNA. I'd say yes to Bobby Roode. Yeah, and does he fit that top musketeer role? Let's see who else you've got first. All right. So, obviously, when Bobby Roode comes to mind, someone else does. That's Are James... you talking the Killer Queen? The Killer Queen himself, James Storm. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that's also a good shout. Um, all, all right, so now we, we're just going to brainstorm here. Homegrown TNA stars, right? I've got two that you sort of overlooked there. Okay, go on. Gal Kim. And WWF Women's Champion before she came to TNA. Really? She was... WWF Women's Champion the night after Mania 2002. Oh, okay. I, I always forget that for some reason. Abyss, member of the embassy in ROH before TNA. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I was getting ready to scratch them off for you. Um, awesome Kong, career in Japan before TNA, just so yeah. you know. Um, yeah, it gets hard here. Like, I, I think, like, oh, Jay Lethal, fucking ROH. Yeah. Um, so this is why I think James Storm's a shoe in And yeah. this is why I think the fucking three musketeers, uh, Bobby Roode, James Storm, and Eric Young, Okay. Like, um, and the next closest thing I can think of guns? is fucking ROH band. Oh, damn, it is too. Um, next closest? The next closest I can think of is fucking Magnus. <laughs> Brutus Magnus? Is fucking Brutus Magnus is the next one I can think of. Is there any women, like, good women that they built up through their division. I mean, Velvet Sky, Angelina Love. <laughs> I'm not putting one of those as a musketeer of TNA. I'm sorry. No. I'm um, going back and watching that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh? M- Mickey James is a musketeer. That's the one I'm thinking of. Because she debuted in TNA in like 02 as Alexis Larry. Okay, she, I completely forgot about that part of the career. Yeah, yeah. Before she ever went to WWE, she had a short run in TNA. So technically. So we got Mickey, James Storm. I'm actually Bobby more com- I'm more comfortable having Eric Young in there than James Storm. Okay. I think Mickey James is as well because she won't get pushed on the train tracks. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so okay, who we got? We got um Bobby Roode. Yep. That that's the that's the Tanahashi Mudo. 
Yeah. Uh, a- EY. EY, just because Hachimato? it's... I'm, I'm going to say that he fits the... Um, yeah, yeah. let's put him in the Hashimoto Chono, uh, the Hashimoto Shibata role. But I could also say, I could also say EY being like the eccentric Nakamura type, Chono type. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Mickey is, Mickey is Masahiro Chono. (laughs) Mickey is Shinsuke Nakamura. Fuck me, we could go all fucking day with this. Oh, but, don't yeah. worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make a, a video out of this for YouTube. Okay, last one. Oh, come on. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Ah, uh, this is easy. Is it though? In my opinion, it is. Okay. You've already listed off three when you said no to TNA. Yeah. So you go Joe. Obviously. Yeah, a hundred percent Joe. Yeah. All right, oh, this is where it's like, does Danielson count? Brian Danielson? Yeah. Because technically he had a developmental contract with the WWF in like 2000. So, so this is just to help explain why certain people are left off. No, I'd say no then, based on what yeah. we've already done with everyone else. Yeah, and this is where you go, Jay Briscoe. Yes. Okay, so we've got Joe. And that, that's, Jay your, that's, your Nakam- that's your Nakamura. That's your Chono, is oh, Jay Briscoe. What do you put for um, Samoa Joe? So this is, with Joe, I go the Hashimoto Shibata role. Yeah, and that leaves one more name. And this is where you can pick... A lot of people. Does okay, sure. His run was huge in terms of like iconic, but it wasn't that long. And yes, it was his breakout, so he would count, but I don't think Sam Punk makes it. Hmm. I don't think Punk makes it. Okay. What else have you got for me? I oh, know. Matt Taven. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, go, so, um, go fuck yourself. Nah, um, nah. Um, so this is where I'm tossing up between two people. Okay. <laughs> Nigel McGuinness. And? Jay Lethal. Who have we already got? We've got Joe and we've got... And we've Jay got... Briscoe. Jay Briscoe. Fuck. Um, and it, it, fe- it feels... As Nigel is... Yeah. They it's did cause Jay. Jay... Go on, go on. Uh, it feels rude, by the way, to just, like, name Jay and not mention Mark, but... Come on now. Come on now. Jay was world champ. <laughs> they did name Jay Lethal as the franchise of Ring of Honor. It's... it's I'd yeah. say it'd have to be him. It'd have to be him. And here's where I go, okay, here's a counter-argument to the role Joe's in. 
Kevin Stain. And here's a counter argument to the role that I put Jay Briscoe in, El Generico. Damn it, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good too. Yeah, yeah. If you have fucking Jay Lethal, Stain, and Generico, I just thought of that just then. I was like, but we're going, I'm going off. Actually, no, when they name Musketeers, they don't know the longevity. So longevity doesn't mean shit. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, but I was like, off longevity, longevity, it's Briscoe, fucking uh, Joe, and Lethal. But yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Quick, quickly do Australia. Oh my god, I was just about to ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Number one. Yeah. I guess. Well, in no order whatsoever, but just uh, three picks. Number one. The Godfather, Davis Storm. Uh, I was going to say Charles Wright. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Davis Storm for me goes in the Shibata Hashimoto role where it's like he's fucking amazing. It doesn't happen without him, but he's the one that gets probably the least spotlight. Okay. Number two, Madison Eagles. Yeah. And is that the Cherno role? I think so, yeah. Okay, and then a third. A third so, of Aussie wrestling. I mean, you could make the argument for Farley here and all that he's done, but you didn't know that was going to happen in that generation. So this is where I, I've made it too vague, haven't I? It, By just we're saying going, Australia. We're going early 2000s-ish who are still influential in Aussie wrestling, I think, for our picks. Well, in that case, I'm saying Brooksy. Adam Brooks? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You can make the argument for probably someone like Slex, probably a few people out of RCW who we've overlooked. I was going to say, like, my three straight up is in the Mudo fucking Tanahashi role. I've got, I've got Brooksy. Yep, that, that's a good fit. And in the um, Hashimoto Shibata role, I've got Slex. And in the Chono Nakamura role, I've got Rocky Monero. That is really good. That's yeah. a really good fit. Yeah. Just, I, I can't say enough about how much I fucking love Rocky Monero. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, it, it's, he's older now, I get it. He's got to wind down, but fuck me, he. If any Australian wrestler should have been a worldwide superstar, it was him. Yeah, yeah. So, what wrong, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, and you could almost say, fuck, the world's almost missing the boat on Slacks now. Yeah, he was on those. NWA tryouts. He got the the matches over on Impact that we'll talk about next week. Um, 
You just gotta think like he was over in Ring of Honor. Hey, Tony Khan. Actually, here's something. Do we save our money for the inevitable AEW tour probably next year? Given all yeah. the promotions that have come out this year? Yep. Yeah, I think I think uh AEW comes in twenty twenty four, if not early twenty twenty five. I want um, to go see GCW, and then I'm thinking, if I do that and AEW comes out, I'd rather go see AEW with Alex and, and a few of the other I think if AEW comes, we get Ring of Honor as well. I want I, Ring of Honor. Because we've never had a Ring of Honor, have we? No, and there is a big Ring of Honor fan base in Australia. Yeah. The, the, oh, uh, we have actually we have had one Ring of Honor World Title match in Melbourne. Yeah. It was Jay Lethal and Christopher Daniels, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If I remember correctly, uh well, on uh go on. I mean I mean we we had NWA world title matches in Australia before we had actual NWA shows. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we had fucking Colt Cabana winning the NWA title in Australia before NWA put a show here. Um, not counting old school NWA yeah. territory stuff because, like, that's a whole different thing where it was a travelling champion that went from territory to territory and we were our own separate territory at the time. Um, uh, I can't find the exact match, but it happened at one of the Outback Championship wrestling tapings before uh, before the House of Hardcore tour that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, wrong button. Yeah. All right. Mean... Musketeers of Australians that crossed over to the worldwide scene. Oh, man, that one is hard. Buddy's in that number one role, right? Or is it Emma? I'm thinking Emma. Yeah. Because she broke the the ceiling. She kicked open the door. You go back 10 years, it is only Emma on NXT. Yeah. And you look today, we've got, I don't know, maybe half a dozen in, Jap in New Japan itself. We had Xena yep. in stardom. We've got half a dozen in AEW, Aussies and Kiwis. So you've got like Aussie Open over there as well. Another half dozen in the WWE system. A few in Impact. It is crazy to think like 20 years ago when we were watching WWF, we'd have this many Aussies and Kiwis around the world. Yeah. Uh, well, just well if, we're, if we're doing like Aussies and Kiwis that crossed over, it's Jay White, 100%. If yeah. it's just the Aussies, well, it's Emma in the number one role. Yep. Buddy, Buddy probably in that Chono Nakamura role, maybe. Yep. And then, fuck me, do you just go bang the Iconics? <laughs> Farley? Farley. It depends if we're just doing Australia. Gino? 
Jano, you could do. Does Robbie? Does Robbie make it? Oh, that is a really good shout. I think we've overlooked because he's so affiliated with New Japan now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Robbie. Robbie is a really good shout. Yeah. I mean, it's too early to call it on Grayson Waller, but fuck me, we forgot to mention that Grayson Waller had a segment with John Cena. Yeah, I was wondering when you were going to bring that up. Fuck me, <laughs> I forgot about that. That's that's fucking wild. Yeah, we're getting so, that SummerSlam, aren't we? Ah, uh, I wish. I, d- I don't think we are. Oh. I th- from what I heard in the press conference... It- Triple H basically alluded to, hey, we were in London. He was in London at the same time. Schedule's just aligned. We've put him on the show. Then why? Okay, whatever. Um, Yeah, I'm looking back at these uh, tours. So New Japan, Tamashi's been over, I think, three times now. We had the NWA World is a Vampire Tour, and we've had Impact come over. So mm. WWE has yet to return. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's coming soon, don't you think? Yeah. They want to keep uh, AEW out of this market. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Ray is the number one. <laughs> yeah. Ray is number one. Then it's Buddy, and then it's Emma. Emma's in the Hashimoto Shibata role. Yeah. It doesn't happen without her. Um, but not the biggest star. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rhea probably... Oh, Rhea could fit in the Chono role as well. Rhea basically is Chono. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. That's true. Yeah. Um, Tony Storm. Fuck. Um, yeah. No, you could just do... Th- Australia's three musketeers is probably three women. <laughs> it's it's Rhea, Tony, and Emma. Fuck. Yeah, of the of the current generation, Rhea, of, Tony, Emma. Yeah, yeah. Of all, true. of like the biggest of all time to come out of Australia, it's probably those three that had I, the biggest effect. Who do you put where? You put Emma in the Hashimoto Shibata role. You yep. put Tony in the Nakamura uh, Chono role. And you put Rhea as the Kate number Kimudo. one seed, the Mudo Tanahashi role. Although you could, could probably swap Tony and Rhea. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. I just found the House of Hardcore event that I went to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hurricane Helms versus. Muhammad Ali Vyaz. Sid what Parker's, happened to him? Who? What? Muhammad Ali Vyaz. Um, I because like he know. was, he wrestled someone. I think it was Brooksy at the um, OCW show I went to, and he was such a good heel, such a good heel. I mean, a lot of it was just like, I'm American, you're Australian, you stink. <laughs> um, but still, it was good. He got the reactions. I'm just having a look now. Matches. Hasn't wrestled since 2020. Oh. I mean, he was an older sort of guy. 
when I saw him. So, uh, and and that was yeah, no age here, and that was 2015. So, yeah, I've been almost... wrestling since 20, 2005. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sid Parker versus Sam Brooks, Mr. Juicy, Hardway Inc., Mike Burr and Josh Shooter, and JXT, uh, versus oh, with Vixen versus Sketch, Slade Mercer, Gabriel Wolf, Cadman. Turner and Big Cuz with Frankie Gold. Mark Silver, the son of Dennis Committee. No, but that's not it. Um, it's no, it's Dennis Committee's son. Is it okay? Y- yeah, um, yeah. Versus Bull James, former Bull Dempsey. Cletus versus Mad Dog McCree in a hardcore match. Oh man, Cletus. Yeah. Mickey oh. James versus Lisa Marie Bond. Okay. That would have been Car- good. Carlito versus Andy Phoenix versus Cracker Jack versus Tommy Dreamer. Nice. Yeah. That was the one I went to, and then it was fucking freezing in Melbourne once we got out. Oh, big surprise there. Yeah. What was the other one I went and saw? Oh, yeah. The other one was headlined by the Bucks versus the Spirit Squad. And I bet that was a fucking fun match, too. Yeah. I bet it was awesome. As dumb as it sounds. Look at everyone on AEW from this card. We've got Colt Cabana, Ryan Namath. Fucking hell. Uh, Well, MVP's over at WWE. Kalido's over in WWE. Robbie Eagle's over in New Japan. You've got Billy Gunn and Jake Hager. The Bucks. Oh, man. Yeah, good times. Okay, I think that's about it uh, for this extended edition of The Wrap this week. Oh, man. Just, yeah. Oh, I, I, I've had fucking seven coffees today. So, yeah, there was just no stopping the tangents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different when we record on a Friday and we actually have time to go on about stuff. Yeah, exactly. And this is me doing a make good to you humans. You want content, you got content, because I'm not in a rush today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how'd your bowling go? Oh, mate, um, you have your good weeks and you have your bad weeks. This week was one of those weeks, and it wasn't the good one. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, I suppose it happens. With that, uh, where couldn't the good humans find you? You can find me on Twitter at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Search up Wrestling WrestlingOzStyle. You can find Chris at... at I'm Chris Funder on Twitter or... Uh, yeah, or come watch me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Chris Funder. You can go back and listen to the Wrestling All-Star Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or using the RSS feed found in the show notes below for your podcast choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
the fuck calls a dog Myrtle? Yes, apparently. Yeah, so weird. Um, Yeah, and at the moment, uh, like, while you were calling me, I was just watching a bit of No Way Out 2000. Very good. Very good show. Should have... That entire card should have been WrestleMania 2000. What is it? No Way Out 2000. Um, It features... (laughs) Uh, Mick Foley's retirement match in the Hell in a Cell, um, Rock versus Big Show, the the blow off to the Kane versus X Pac feud, and this is all a month before WrestleMania. I'm like, who the fuck had the bright idea of, oh, let's retire Mick Foley at No Way Out one month before WrestleMania? Vince. Yeah, it makes no sense. Could they not have just said, oh, fuck it, we'll have Mick Foley win the Rumble and then Mick Foley can get retired by Triple H at WrestleMania since Triple H didn't even drop the belt at WrestleMania 2000. Who won the Rumble? The Rock. Yeah. And then it ended up being, you know, McMahon in every corner at WrestleMania. And it was Big Show, Mick Foley, Rock, and Triple H because they asked Mick Foley to come out of retirement because, yeah, they didn't feel like they had a strong enough main event. Wasn't it supposed to be Jericho and on the WWE Network, the original poster still had Jericho? Yeah. Yeah, and Triple H politic to get Jericho out of it. To replace Jericho with Mick Foley. After he just retired Mick Foley. Yep. Yeah. And, like, in hindsight, they should have just done the Mick Foley retirement Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania in the main event, in hindsight. There we go. That's one of the original posters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And I'm now up to the point where um, he who shall not be named has showed up. But as I referred to him in my wrestling group chat, hey, Perry Satin and his three friends have showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Moppy one, two, and three. <laughs> All right, should I'm, we get... Yeah, I'm just going to quickly make this coffee. It's going to be loud for, like, five seconds. Why does it sound like a motorbike? Uh, it's a, one of those coffee pod machines. Terrible waste of the environment. I buy co- I have reusable coffee pods. So you buy the so you buy the coffee grounds and then you put it in the pods. Oh. Yeah. Smart and then man. Yeah, because Eliza is a, and she's like you can't be using coffee pods. I'm like it tastes so much better. <laughs> Compromise. Yeah. Key to a good marriage. Oh man, yeah. (laughs) Fucking Let's talk about Edge and Christian took on the Hardys on No Way Out as a prelude to their freeway match. Look at at that entire card. Would that not have been an acceptable card for WrestleMania? Angle and Jericho to open for the IC. You got the Dudleys taking on the Outlaws for the tag titles. And the Dudleys winning, yeah. Mark Henry versus Viscera in a single I, I mean, that's your popcorn match. 
Edge and Christian versus the Hardys in a number one contender to the to the WWF tag titles. You've got with, Taz with Terry turning on the Hardys. Terry, no. <laughs> <laughs> You got Taz uh, versus Big Boss Man, who has Prince Albert in his corner. I mean, that match goes 47 seconds. Yeah, but it goes 10 minutes afterwards as the Boss Man beats the shit out of Taz. (laughs) And literally, literally snaps a nightstick over Taz's head, and then Taz gets up. It's uh, so good. X-Pac with Tori taking on Kane with Paul Bearer. Yeah, I mean, that feud, well, that whole story had been going for, like, that started uh, the night after WrestleMania 15. Yeah. So why why do you blow it off at No Way Out? Well, they don't technically blow it off, but why do the singles match at No Way Out when you're one month away from Mania? Who knows? Another trios match, or tag match of sorts. Too Cool taking on the Radicals, Benoit, Malenko, and Perry Saturn with Eddie Guerrero ringside. Was Eddie injured at this time? He got injured in his debut match. That's I remember that. I just can't remember how long he was injured for. I think by Backlash is wrestling again. Okay. I think I think by WrestleMania he's wrestling actually. I think they're in like some big like eight man tag and I think it's like too cool and China versus the radicals. Uh, six yeah, person but... intergender. Uh the radicals, Saturn, Malenko, and Guerrero taking on China and Too Cool, Grandmaster Saxe and yeah. Scotty oh. Oh my god, JR, every time he says Grandmaster Sex A is the funniest thing. Grand, Grandmaster Sex A. <laughs> he says it with such disgust <laughs> every time. Sex A. How's King on commentary during those matches? Like, so, so, so he's a heel commentator. I'm glad you brought this up. He's a heel commentator. I'm talking about this anyway. I can just put this at the end of the show. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, he's a heel commentator anyway, but every time two cool are in, are in like he's a babyface commentator. He's always like biased towards two cool, which is oh. great. It, it continues the story of, oh, this is Jerry Lawler's son. No, I don't have a son. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a better version of what Booker T is trying to do with uh, Roxy in yeah. NXT. Yeah, basically, basically. Now, so, well, since we we are recording anyway, yeah, you, you can like scroll and like go to WrestleMania 2000 because I think it it'll be in the, the like next pay per view. Yeah, I'm already here. Yeah. yeah. All right, look at this fucking pay per view. I I know it. I'm not up to it yet, but I know I know it off by heart. It's just a whole bunch of fucking multi-man tags. And this... Hey? <laughs> this hardcore battle royale. Uh, that's that's like... the one that... Um, hardcore Holly wins that, doesn't he? And Yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't actually meant to win it. 
Is this where Crash was supposed to win, but they ran out of time? Yeah. Because <laughs> it was that thing where, like, uh, it, it was like, oh, fucking, how long does it go for? 15, 15. minutes? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, whoever's hardcore champ by the end of the 15 minutes is the hardcore champ. So this is a prelude to the championship scramble in a way. Yeah. Probably better, though. <laughs> Yeah, Probably this... better. Like, I, I remember watching that as a kid and being like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> it, uh, it, when you're an adult, it's like, oh, this is kind of shit. But <laughs> fuck, I loved the hardcore division when I was so, a kid. Let's see. Uh, opening, our oh, first pinfall is Taz pins Crash Holly. Then Viscera pins Taz. Funaki pins Viscera. You have Rodney pin Funaki. Joey Abs pin Rodney. Thrasher. Who is Thrasher? Is that part of the Headbangers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one half of the Headbangers. Pins Joey Abs. Pete Gas pins Thrasher. Taz pins Pete Gash. Crash Holly pins Taz at 14.20. And Hardcore Holly pins Crash after hitting him with the candy jar at 15 minutes. Um, Taz, two months after probably the best in-ring debut of all time, yeah. just saying, is uh, now like fucking cannon fodder in the hardcore division. Other participants in this hardcore match were JBL as Bradshaw at the time. You have Hall of Famer Ron Simmons as Farouk at the time. Uh, Funaki, number one SmackDown commentator. H Hall of Famer soon, I assume. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's still with the company doing the Japanese language commentary. He's got to go in one day. Uh, Joey Abs, you have Moss, Mosh, sorry, the other half of the Headbangers, Pete Gas, Rodney, Tucker Mishinoku. There we go, payday for Tucker. Tad, oh, oh, Russia uh, and Viscera. All right, so you remember the infamous Tucker Michinoku getting thrown out of the Rumble. Thing. Oh, I suppose because you had a, a week on home care, you've already blown past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm up, I'm literally, as you called, X Puck was making his way out for the No Way Out match against Kane. So that's where I'm up to. Um, but. Jerry Lawless says the most fucking offensive thing that boiled my blood after the Tucker Michinoku elimination. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't an elimination because Tucker wasn't in the match. <laughs> <laughs> elimination of sorts. Yeah, when he was thrown out of the ring by... See, I had it in my head it was Bradshaw that did it, but it was the big boss man. <laughs> Who else threw him out, though? <laughs> Oh, no, is it only the one elimination and they kept replaying it? No, before that, he came out like three times and got eliminated. <laughs> they were doing a thing where Kai and Ty and the Main Street Posse were upset that they weren't in the Rumble match, so they kept invading it and getting thrown out immediately. Has anyone done that since? No, it's a good gimmick, though. Like, Who's the credible Hill Factor? Dominic could have done that. You don't like, put any members of the Judgment Day in, and you have Judgment Day do that with Dominic. No, I think, I think, like, back in the day, that would have been a good spot for, like, the social outcasts. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, because like it has to be believable that oh, they comedy. Yeah, it has to be comedy, and it has to be believable that they wouldn't get put in the match. Like, wh- why wouldn't they put the Judgment Day in? Um, um, I guess maximum male models. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, are they even a thing anymore? Um, yeah, but Jerry Lawler says. Can we show the footage of that Chinaman Tucker Mitcha Ching Chong get eliminated again? Oh, Jerry. <laughs> and JR just goes, I don't believe he's from China. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't I don't believe he's from China, Jerry. Um, yeah, uh, th- there is some questionable stuff. But fuck me. So Mae Young's just gotten pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and they're doing a gimmick where every episode she just like takes a bump. And, and it's like, oh, oh, this one episode, like she she accidentally falls over backstage. Then the next episode, someone knocks her over backstage. Then the next episode, fucking Kurt Angle gives her the angle slam in the ring. <laughs> Is this before or after the Dudleys had put her through the table? Uh, hold that thought. We'll get there. <laughs> she, no, she hasn't yet, but I do need to talk about something with the Dudleys, which I feel like is a Mandela effect in my brain. Yeah. Um, oh, this is so much info, but I've watched so much lately that I have a lot to discuss. Um. And then the next week, Mae Young gets splashed on her stomach by Viscera, leading to the Mark Henry Viscera match at No Way Out, which got a lot of boring. (laughs) It got a lot of that chance. Uh, Um, Jason Batista and Big Show for the ECW title? I mean, I wish it was Batista versus Big Show. Um, Anywho... So the APA have just started. So Mark Henry hired the APA to protect Mae Young. And Mae Young ends up just playing poker backstage for this episode of SmackDown with the APA. And and, uh, Mae Young just, like, steals one of their cigars, starts smoking it, and they're like, oh, you're pregnant. And she's like... And she's like, shut up, give me a beer. <laughs> so she starts drinking a beer. But th- this is where I'm like, holy shit, it was the fucking plan all along. They're like, oh, do you know how to play poker? And she goes, I've always had a good hand. And they, and then there was... And, uh, like, at that time, that pun makes no sense. But it was clear, like, in hindsight, fuck. That was always the plan. The plan was always that she was going to give birth to a hand. <laughs> and, and it was like, the next week after, um, Hardcore Holly says to Mark Henry and Mae Young, oh, Mae Young's had more hands on her than a doorknob. And Mae Young goes, Mae Young says something like, I've always had a good hand. They, she keeps saying that. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Uh, 
It's very, very strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the Dudley boys. All right. Quickly. So. <laughs> quickly, he it, says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my mind, it was like, oh, the Dudley boys always had the tables as a gimmick. Like, maybe they brought that gimmick over with them from ECW. So you remember the Royal Rumble 2000 tag team tables match with the Hardys? Yeah. That wasn't... It's a really good match. It wasn't even the Dudley's gimmick at that point. Oh. The next night on Raw, out of revenge for losing, they put Terry through a table. That's when the gimmick starts. Ah. In my mind, it was just always their gimmick. But, but no, it started like even after the tag team tables match. There you go. I never, never knew that. Um, mm. I found a team that could play the uh, possible role of Main Street Posse slash Kai for next year's Rumble. Uh. So they don't. They don't uh, get drawn into the rumble, and you have like number ten. Somebody comes out, and then all of a sudden, somebody storms the ring. Hit row. Perfect. You don't no, 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 no. Because Cole's gimmick is that top dollar can't go over the top rope. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Then you have Cole pop on commentary when he goes over the top. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, um, also, Big Boss Man, the most despicable piece of shit heel in the world, should have been world champion. What year are we talking? Like, late 99. After he cooks Pepper and feeds it to Al Snow. Oh, he the- that is he- such a good thing, though. <laughs> then, his next feud is with the Big Show, <laughs> where... Big Show just found out his dad is terminally ill from cancer. Oh, God. Yeah, go on. I know where it's going now. Yeah. Oh, with pain in my heart and tears that are soaked, I'm sorry to hear your daddy finally croaked. <laughs> my daddy, my daddy, where, where? Um, oh, if I had a son as disappointing as you, I'd wish for cancer so I could die too. His that fucking oh. po- that fucking poem the big boss man says lives in my heart because it's <laughs> and like it's not just that like a week after Big Show finds out his dad quote unquote by the way his dad had actually been dead for years so <laughs> his dad um, had been diagnosed with cancer and terminally ill. The big boss man is scheduled for a hardcore title match, defending his title against the big show. Yeah. And the big show's backstage and a police officer comes up to him and tells him that his dad had passed. And it turns out, and then the big boss man wins by forfeit because the big show just leaves, obviously. It turns out that the big boss man paid off a police officer to tell him that so that the big boss man could retain his title. It's it's just the most piece of shit thing. And then, like, yeah, we all remember the funeral thing and Big Boss Man 
uh, dragging the casket in his police car with Big Show on top of it. But, but as he's hooking up, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. As he's hooking up the casket to his car, he's he's Big Boss Man says to Big Show, I heard your daddy always wanted to be a drag queen. And then he just dra- and then he drags the coffin. It's so good. And then like a week later, Big Boss Man invades the Big Show's home and like meets up with the Big Show's mother and and makes the Big Show's mother admit that the Big Show is actually an illegitimate child and that she sl- she cheated on Big Show's dead dad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's just it's just the most fucked up, like, piece of shit heel. He should have at least had an IC title run. <laughs> he should have, man. Um, That's why I'm just looking now at uh, titles of the big boss man. There we go, titles. Hardcore yeah, t- champ four times, tag champ once with Shamrock. Yeah, yeah, during Is the corporation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like at that time, Bossman was hardcore champ and tag champ, and Shamrock was tag champ and IC champ. And they also had the world champ in the corporation with The Rock. Oh, and Shane was the European champ. Uh, lost a uh, IC title match to Edge in 02. When did you say it was around? Early 2000, late 99. L- late 99, like um, like around October, November. Okay, I'm just going back to the... So I think Ch- China's the IC champ at the time. Oh, I did have a world title match against Big Show. Yeah. In, in December. Yeah. Two, can, you see, can you see the time on that match? Uh, I will tell you, it was like yeah. a minute. It was like a minute. Armageddon pay-per-view listed as three minutes. Okay, it was three war minutes. Is okay. War time is listed as a minute 58. And there's a yeah. show still cage match as well. Yeah. Uh, also, at that time, show, the, they, they randomly put the belt on the big show. Like, because Stone Cold gets hit by a car, they needed a replacement for the triple threat match at Survivor Series. Yeah. In hindsight, it should have been test. 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 It should have been test. The whole story was Triple H versus the McMahons at that time. And then it leads into like Triple H and Stephanie getting together and all that. It would have yeah. and then Triple H uses his power with Stephanie to win back the title in the first roar of 2000, it would have made sense if he beat Test for the title. Took took his misses, took his belt. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, that's been fun. I'll uh, speak to you next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I need to... I think we need to do a watch along when I get up to SummerSlam 2000. Fuck me. You said this before. Yeah. Fuck. Although, like, how 
uh, are we really going to be able to like do a watch along for three hours? <laughs> yeah, we can do it one Friday. Mm, mm. I don't know. Uh, we can do it for a Discord. We can't do it on Twitch because that'll get me kicked off Twitch. It would. It would. Unless someone's like uploaded it onto YouTube, the entire pay per view. Uh... It, you're al- you're allowed to watch along with YouTube on Twitch, aren't you? Oh. It's very what's the word I'm looking for? Grey area. Ah, uh, okay. Because I yeah. I've seen enough Twitch streamers that like, oh, we're doing a watch along of YouTube today. Yeah, and then I, I see get some... away with it because they make money on it. Some two thousand. Not... Yeah, I doubt the whole fucking pay per views on there. Doubt it. Uh, there might be a few full matches, but. By the way, who the fuck remembers that, like, a month after Kurt Angle debuted, he's aligned with Steve Blackman and the British Bulldog? (laughs) Bulldog? Blackman's his tag partner, Bulldog's his heater, his, like, muscle. (laughs) Do not remember that at all. Yeah, no, there's... they, They try some weird shit with Kurt Angle before they finally figure it out, and... By No Way Out 2000, they've figured it out with Kurt. He's now now the Eurocontinental champion. The first one ever because, quote-unquote, D'Lo Brown doesn't count. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) That's what Kurt Angle says. (laughs) It's it's Kurt, it's D'Lo, Edge. I think Edward Van Dam like is the third nah. Eurocontinental champion. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. I think it's Rob Van Dam. Um, Jeff Jarrett as well. Jeff Jarrett, yeah. Mm. Uh, so you got D'Lo, you got Jeff, you got Kurt, and then whoever unifies it technically, Rob Van Dam. Because mm. like, Jeff Jeff Jarrett's beats D'Lo Brown for both the belts and then the next night on Raw just gives the European title to Mark Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back in the day when you could actually do stuff like that and people would be like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, but if they did it today, they'd shit all over it. Oh, man. Uh, No, the full event isn't out there. Anyway... Yeah, well, that was Let's fun. Wrap. Uh, <laughs> I hope you've had a good week, humans. Uh, we'll speak to you next week. Uh, boy, what a week in wrestling it was. Okay, bye. Yeah. Oh, the thoughts we had. I mean, no point adding the extra content here. We fucking talked a lot. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right. How long was that? Fucking two hours? Two and a half? Shit. Yeah. There you go.